Welcome to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with best-selling author, speaker, and motivational coach, April Joy Ford. April has faced adversity in her life, such as childhood sexual abuse and becoming a widow and single parent at 32. Through all of her trauma, she's gone from tragedy to triumph, and she'll help you do the same. Get empowered by taking a holistic approach. Now, here is your host, April Joy Ford. Welcome, I'm April Joy Ford, the voice of You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. Each listener is a life and each life matters. I know you guys are all tuning in each and every week, seeking answers and solutions to your situations and setbacks, and I'm glad you're here with us again to gain more insight on tools and truth to get empowered. So our episode today is on Abundance Now, Amplify Your Life and Achieve Prosperity today. Is it hard for you to believe that prosperity is your birthright, especially when adversity is at your doorstep? What if you can still have abundance during the stress, strains, and struggles of your setback? My guest today, Lisa Nichols, with their latest release, Abundance Now, the eagerly anticipated follow-up to her New York Times bestseller, No Matter What, Abundance and prosperity is more than a lifestyle. Know the attitudes, behaviors, habits, and choices that will transform your life. Again, with our latest release, it focuses on the four areas of life that must be refined to bring true abundance, and she calls this the four E's. And for my seasoned You Are Not Alone listeners out there, each and every week we go through the four-step, four-R's process, and we'll see how we can integrate both with Lisa's method today. Again, Lisa is one of the most requested motivational speakers as well as media personality. I'm sure you guys have seen her on Oprah, The Today Show, Steve Harvey, Extra, and just to name a few. And she has served and reached over 30 million people. She's the founder and CEO of Motivating the Masses, one of the country's only publicly traded personal and business development training companies. As a best-selling author of six books, she's here today with us to talk about her upcoming release, Abundance Now. And without further ado, let's welcome Miss Lisa Nichols to You Are Not Alone. Hi there. How are you? I'm so excited to be with you today. Lisa, do you want to say hello to any of our listeners listening globally? I have Hong Kong, China, Colombia, Germany, Denmark, Taiwan. Hello, (laughs) hello, hello to our global sisters and brothers. I'm super excited to be here with you. I'm super excited at whatever time of the day, the night, the morning you might be tuning in. Uh, I hope to make it well worth your time. So thank you so much uh, for having me today. I'm super excited to be with you, April Joy. So, Lisa, I just started reading your book that's going to be released uh, fairly soon. Uh, we'll, we'll tell the audience when that's going to be released. But how would you define abundance or prosperity? Well, abundance is a um, uh, abundance is a word that I think that we need to redefine. First of all, I think we need to explode the myth that abundance is just about um, finance and about possessions. Uh, that's the that's wealth. Wealth is about your finances and your possessions. Abundance is a 360 experience. Abundance includes your relationships. 
It includes your spiritual wholeness. It includes your health and wellness and the way you move freely in your body. Uh, it includes finances as well. Um, and it includes the way you think about yourself. You know, the book, which, by the way, came out in January. It came out on January 5th. Um, you know, so many people were so hungry for it that the book actually hit the bestsellers list on January 4th, the day before it came out. And it was the first time I've ever seen Amazon run out of books within 24 <laughs> wow. hours of its release. And so um, it's a conversation and a mindset and an experience that we're all ready for and it's long overdue. We spent a lifetime learning how to survive. And now uh, it's time for us to graduate and learn how to live in true abundance. But would you say that when people have this mindset or belief of what success is, they really, I I call it the formula, whereas success is really an equation because an equation can change depending on what season or phase uh, in in area of of your life. And, And it could be different of what your perception of success could really look like. Absolutely. I think with a thousand people in a room, success should have a thousand different definitions. I believe that my version of success may not fit your version of success, and it's okay. And I think where we get confused is that we look left and right too much and we begin to compare. And Benjamin Franklin said that comparison will always be the thief of all joy. And we have a tendency to measure someone else's middle and compare it to our beginning and we think we should be at their middle when we're at our beginning or we compare Mm -hmm. someone else's spouse or someone else's relationship or someone else's car I think that when we recognize that success is is like your fingerprint every we don't expect to have the same fingerprint as anyone else so why we expect to have the same kind of success so you know for me Success is me taking a walk in in Oahu, you know, three weeks ago with my grandmother. It's watching my grandmother put her feet in the sand at 87 years old. That's success for me, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, And so it's defined very differently for, for everyone. And when you begin to define your own success, and I mean categorize it, break it down and go, what does health success look like for me? You know, what does relationship success look like for me? For me, relationship success looks like me having a a, a family dinner once a month with my extended family. That's just, I'm high touch. That's success for me. When I've gone 90 days and I've missed the family dinner for 90 days, I could feel that I'm compromising in my joy. Mm -hmm. And so defining success on every platform for yourself, independent of anyone else, and then pursuing that. Well, when you talked about going back to the root of abundance and prosperity of it being more than the lifestyle, it's almost like the ABCs, your attitudes, your behaviors, and your choices. Can you talk a little bit about those habits that you have to formulate to really transform your life? Absolutely. I talk about in the book abundant thinkers and how abundant thinkers actually think very differently than average thinkers. Uh, and it's a it's a reality dose. So I got to tell you, if you read the book, you know, get a, a cup of cold water because it does get spicy in some places. And I can only, I can only, <laughs> reality I, check. I can, <laughs> it's a reality check. I mean, in some part place, it's straight, no chaser. I always say sometimes the truth isn't, doesn't come served with warm cookies and milk, but you'll be grateful for the truth anyway. Um, and, I, and I can make a clear distinction between an average thinker or a scarcity based thinker and an abundant thinker because I've been both. You know, as a matter of fact, if I look at my life, I was probably thinking scarcity 
longer, if not just as long as I've been think I've been an abundant thinker. And and one of the things I realize is that an abundant thinker thinks a particular way about particular things. Let me give you a couple of points. And if you're listening, you may want to write this down because just these tweaks can make a big difference for you. Uh, abundant thinkers. They don't begin with the beginning in mind. They begin with the end in mind. So abundant thinkers outline the result that they're creating, and then they move through the process to create the result they already saw. So they don't move through the process wondering how it's going to end up. They create the result in their mind. They write the result down. They feel the result in their body, and then they move through the process chasing the result that they're already familiar with. So you figure Um, out the how later, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, all day long. The what is is clear. The how, we're going to work that out. Um, Abundant thinkers don't spend their dollar time on penny tasks. So abundant thinkers literally look at what's the highest result-producing activity that only I could do. Like, you could have several high-result-producing activities, but other people can do them. What's the result that only you can do and spend your time on that? And then abundant thinkers are not just, and, and I, have, I have like 10 of these just in Chapter 2, and I'm just pulling out some from Chapter 2 right now, and I'm, I, I know them by heart, but these are just a couple from Chapter, chapter 2. Abundant thinkers are not just responsible for their thoughts and their actions. Abundant thinkers are responsible for their thoughts, their actions, and most importantly, their reaction. So you don't trigger abundant thinkers as easily as you trigger everyone else. Abundant thinkers are responsible for their reaction as much as they are for their actions and their thoughts. And so those are a few things, uh, and I, the list goes on, but there's a clear distinction, a clear distinction from what abundant thinkers are up to and doing and what they do consistently and what average and scarcity-based thinkers are thinking. And to me, if you're listening to my voice, you want to know what are they thinking. And that's what I did. I was on government assistance in 1994, I couldn't afford to feed my baby. I was on WIC, Women, Infant, and Children, and I was broken, broken. And so I don't say these things to you from a place of I've always been here. Like, I've always mm-hmm. lived on the mountaintop. I'm not even on a mountaintop today. I'm just a little further up the mountain than some others. But there was a time when I lived in the valley of, of darkness, the valley of hurt, the valley of victimhood, the valley of what was me, the valley of am I good enough, am I great enough, am I pretty enough? And I had to climb out. What did I do to climb out? I began to go and find out what are happy people thinking what are abundant people doing and what are mm-hmm. successful people you know what are their habits and then I began to adopt all of that wow and let's go ahead and take our first break and more with Lisa Nichols on her latest release abundance now and hopefully you guys are taking good notes and during the break if you're not already go grab a pen and the paper meet us back after the break it's your world motivate change succeed VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Have you experienced trauma or challenges in your life and are wondering what to do next? Get the clarity and direction you need to create the life you've always wanted. Awaken the courage and energy within you to discover who you're truly meant to be. Download the free ebook, You Are Not Alone, and get the survival guide to life's challenges at myjoyagain.com or text the keyword JOY to 38470. Create your blueprint to rise above life's challenges and discover the power inside you. Start smiling again, enjoying life, and feel empowered at myjoyagain.com. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? 
Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories, resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Women's Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into You Are Not Alone. To reach April Joy Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call into 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is Ford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. Welcome back. Our guest this week is Lisa Nichols, New York Times bestselling author of No Matter What and her latest release, Abundance Now, Amplify Your Life and Achieve Prosperity Today. Hopefully before the break, you caught some of the golden pearls of wisdom that Lisa shared in chapter two of her release on determining which way of thinking are you, average scarcity or abundant thinking. And Lisa, when you were sharing your story of how you were at one point in your life in the darkest deepest valleys before you were climbing your mountain of success. I mean, when you're to compare not only your thinking, but your actually daily actions, what does your daily routine look like now compared to the moments when you were still in in the valley? Hmm. That's a good comparative question. I'm always asked, what do I do on a daily basis? Now, um, but I love the added question, uh, the the distinction between what I was doing then. Um, When I was broke and broken, um, the easier, by the way, was to be broke. The hardest was to be broken. Uh, And by the way, I was still functioning, had a great job. You know, people saw me as, you know, happy. You know, you could be in a dark place and no one know about it. Um, and, uh, And I was there. Um, my day consisted of a lot of thinking, uh, a lot of uh, wondering, a lot of mind searching, soul searching. Um, I felt like I was doing Braille-based life, you know, and I say that respectfully. I felt like my eyes were closed and I was just filling mm-hmm. myself around, filling my way around. Though my eyes were open, I was waiting on something to happen without thinking I was waiting on something to happen. Uh, I was, uh, I lived comfortably in confusion. Uh, my students, when my students step on my campus, I often work with a lot of entrepreneurs who want to either have a breakthrough in their personal life and their personal development life, or they're a speaker, author, or coach, and they want to accelerate their growth in that area and their success. And when they step on my campus, um, and, and whenever, by the time they get to the third, I don't know. And we have a whole lesson around I don't know at that point. And, uh, and then they find something else to say. The next time they want to say I don't know, they just learn how to go to another, like I need to find out. So I don't know, let you off the hook because you just left what I don't know, versus 
what I'm unclear on and I need to find out is, because that pulls you mm-hmm. in the direction. So I, I spent a lot of time and I don't know. Um, and I also spent a lot of time doing things that I'd already mastered and I was really good at and they were very impressive to people around me, but they didn't stretch me at all. Oh, okay. And so I was the master of my universe, but my universe was very small. And I wasn't trying to stretch myself because I was already standing pretty tall in this universe and I was already getting a lot of accolades. And so um, I, my hard work was at my 70%. Compared to today, I think if you ask me the overarching thing that I do today is I keep myself nervous more often. I keep myself nervous and scared more often, um, meaning there's always a deal on the table that makes my stomach not up a little bit, meaning I know I'm playing bigger than what I would normally mm-hmm. play, whether it was from taking my company public two and a half years ago, scary, scary. I, that kept me up all night. You know, I'm the only company in the self-development industry that's pu- publicly public. traded on Wall yeah. Street. And I don't know. There's that's no a big applause. That. <laughs> applause online for huh? you. <laughs> that's a big applause. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And, and, and my point is scary as all get out. Like, yikes. <laughs> you know, um, and, and, you know, now we're, we're talking about doing a network television show and we're talking about doing an infomercial. And, you know, I spend more time in places like Slovenia, Croatia, Kazakhstan, Kiev, you know, um, Mykonos, Greece, places where I, people don't even speak English. And so mm-hmm. I'm constantly inside a little bit of nervous. Or a lot of bit of nervous. And so if you ask what's the distinction between then and now, is I become comfortable inside playing bigger than what I've ever played before, even if I'm nervous about it. I, I become comfortable with my fear. I don't wait for my fear to dissipate to move. I move while my fear is still present. And then I'm, my movement makes it dissipate. Someone needs to get that. That was a big statement. I want to make sure I don't wait until my fear dissipates to move. I move while I'm still fearful. And then my movement makes my fear dissipate that's what i've gotten comfortable doing so yeah so that would be the biggest thing april joy that would be the biggest thing is that i just got comfortable inside you know stretching myself and just kind of going okay another day of stretching okay another day of nervousness okay you know like literally um that's my life and so i've i've and it's called keeping yourself in a constant state of cognitive dissonance Mm -hmm. Keeping yourself in a constant state of cognitive dissonance. And cognitive dissonance is where your mind has you further out than your behaviors do. And your mind is grappling with the fact that you're seeing yourself somewhere that your body, your behavior, your actions haven't gotten you yet. And your mind will try to resolve itself because it doesn't want to be in conflict. So the mind is then going to push you to engage in the behaviors that you need to engage in so that your behaviors catch up with your thoughts. Catch up in alignment. Yeah. yeah, but when you were in those moments of setbacks, being a, a struggling single mom on government assistance in those dark valleys, was it just innately within you to just like the, your first book of no matter what before the this book, like you had that attitude and conviction and determination of no matter what, you're just going to do what it takes? Because as I read your story, it was almost like, uh, you know, it hit home close to me being a sure. single widowed mom of, of two kids myself. Two years ago, when I moved to Southern California from Northern California, I had no family, no friends, and I restarted both my for-profit and nonprofit down here. And I attended a um, an event in Long Beach. 
So I went to the event. I was supposed to meet up with my long lost cousin in LA. She was going to pick up the kids for, you know, for the day to watch. But then she calls me on the day of, oh, I got called in to work. So here I was, you know, gung-ho and committed to go to this event to work on me, personal development. And I had no sitter. So I'm like, well, I've been to other events before and the kids just toughed it out. So I took the kids within me and into the ballroom and not even five minutes before finding my seat, this lady just approached me. It was 700 people. She had to pick me out of 700 people to say, oh, you can't have your kids in here because of the fire marshal um, rules or whatever. So I said, well, okay, can they just sit in the back of the room? And she said, no, because they don't have a ticket. So I literally took my seat that I paid for, put it on the ballroom doors where, you know, people were going in and out and sat and took notes while my kids were sitting in the hallway. I mean, did you ever have moments like that where you were just like frustrated yet still filled with conviction that you were going to do whatever? (laughs) Tons. I mean, tons. I mean, my, my son and I have, have done some pretty miraculous things to create possibility, you know, for him and for me. And so it was, my grandmother says that your conviction and your convenience won't ever live on the same block. And the biggest mistake we make is that we think that the things that we're convicted about are going to be convenient for us to get. Like you had to move your chair. You had to say, that's not a, that's not a misery story. That's a badge of honor. That shows the tenacity that you walk with. And when we learn how to wear our stories differently, you know, we learn how to go, wait a minute. I didn't go through that. I came through that. Like the same woman doesn't emerge on the other side of that conference when you've decided to move your chair, when you've decided to peek out of the door every five minutes or two minutes to see your children, when you've decided to be radical, when you decide I'm not going home. The same person cannot emerge on the other side. So when I tell, when people say, oh, you don't know what I'm going through. I said, I'm not interested in what you're going through. I'm interested in what you're coming through. I'm interested mm-hmm. in you recognizing that your human spirit is unbreakable. It's unshakable. It's unstoppable. It's unavailable to the economy. It's un- unavailable to your bank balance. Your human spirit is unava- unavailable to the relationship that may have gone south or to the untimely demise of someone you love. Your human spirit is simply saying, give me a command and I will make that happen. Now, your emotions are available to the relationship. Your emotions are available to the betrayal. Your emotions are available to the feeling of abandonment. Your emotions, but your human spirit, it says, y'all mm-hmm. handle that, all that emotional stuff over there. I'm just waiting on my <laughs> yeah. Like, y'all I was, I was pretty emotional when the lady me. told me to, to move the kids outside. <laughs> but I was like, well, I've just got to do what i got to do. I mean, the kids had their stuff they had their coloring books and markers they had food and water but it was an inconvenience for me I paid for the ticket to be at this event and I was sitting literally at the threshold of the ballroom doors trying to take notes right and that goes back to my grandmother constantly says she says baby when you're convicted about something you got to understand that there's going to be issues that will rise up left and right to test your conviction because if you're not convicted about it then it's just a great idea and a conviction ain't a conviction until it costs you something that's what my grandmother says a conviction is not a conviction it's just a great idea until it costs you something and you're willing to say the thing that you don't want to say and do the thing that you don't want to do so that you can become the woman you've always known yourself to be. That's when it's identified as your conviction. Wow. And would you say so that, day, s- that day you were just yeah. met with you, what you're convicted about? Like you just became face to face with, mm, okay, I see my conviction. 
Wow. Well, how can we help the listeners out there who are maybe struggling? You know, if we start out with the mindset, I mean, you talked about, you know, even though when you were in your valleys, you still held a posture of confidence. Maybe not everybody knew all the struggles that you were dealing with. But how can people recognize, you know, their current reality and still have or maintain that posture of confidence to pursue their dreams? Um, First, become crystal clear on what the dream is. I think so many of us, our dreams are way too ambiguous. Like one day I want to be wealthy. One day I want a better house. One day, first of all, one day, you can't circle one day or someday on the calendar. Pick the day. I don't care if you pick the day in 2021. Is, is it January 5th, 2021? And I'm so detailed that I'll pick the time of the day. I'll say January 5th, 2021 at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm <laughs> You're like making a date. Of, yeah. that, right, exactly. I'm making a date with that. So the, the, you know, the devil is not in the details. The results are in the details. Like become, like when you set a goal, people get caught up in their reality uh, and they're now when they haven't designed a, a, a vision and a plan for a powerful future that's greater than your now. So when you only have your now to look at, that's all that's going to consume you. But when you've designed a beautiful future in great detail with the date and the it and the what and the where and the who and the why and the what color, you can see it, you can taste it, you can feel it. I mean, it just becomes so, that's why visualization is so powerful. That's why I visualize all the time. I get excited through my visualizations. I have visualizations that leave me crying in tears mm-hmm. and laughing because I take my time with it so I could see it, feel it, touch it, smell it, be aware of it. And then, then as soon as you open your eyes from that visualization, as soon as you write down, and then I write it down, the very next thing I do is I write the plan that's going to take it from my visualization, my mind, to my reality. Because if you plan, if you fail to plan, then you've just planned to fail. So when we set a goal for New Year's, and by March 31st, we don't want anybody to talk about it. We don't know about the resolution. We don't want to talk about it. That's because we never set a plan in place. I'm, I'm a creative person, but I've become a crazy planner because if any goal matters enough to me, if it means enough to me, if it really matters to me, I'm going to write a detailed plan on how to get there. I'm going to attach by win dates. And, and then the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ask someone who's not afraid of me, who can get in my face and love me, to mm-hmm. hold me accountable to the woman that I say I want to become. I don't want to be the biggest fish in my, in my, in my um, bowl. I'm going to go and get in another bowl. I'm going to go and get in the ocean so that I'm not the biggest fish mm-hmm. there. And then I'm going to ask a bigger fish to hold me accountable to the woman that I said I want to become. Wow. So before we go to break, I, you know, after the break, we'll talk about the four E's. But with that in mind, with what you just said on visualization and creating a plan, how about we just start with gratitude? I mean, can we start there in reprogramming our mindset and start with gratitude, even though the place that you're at may not be an ideal reality or circumstance that people want to be in, but there's always something to reflect gratitude on? Absolutely. If joy and persistency and awareness and and action is going to grow your life, gratitude is going to be the the fertile soil in which you plant it all in. 
Like everything is planted in gratitude. Everything. You want to get over something, you're going through something, sit and be present with what can you be grateful for. Like and I, I always, I, I, when I was going through a lot, I would get up every morning and I would, I would stretch to find 25 things that I can be grateful for that all cost $25 or less. I often oh. found things that were free. That's where I started. So yeah. I began. I began to break it down to the smallest nuances, and and what I found was it lifted my spirits. I also realized that service lifted my spirits. Anytime I was going through something, I found a way to serve someone else mm-hmm. who may not have been going through something worse than me because I'm not trying to measure our misery. Right. But they right. were going through something as well, and my service moved me into gratitude. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, gratitude to me is the fertilizer to everything. You can plant it. You can plant it and it may grow, but gratitude is the fertilizer. Makes it grow. All right. With that being said, we'll go ahead and take our break and meet us back more with Lisa Nichols as she talks about the four E's when we come back. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Do you help those in trauma? Use the four steps in the Breakthrough the Barriers program. This trauma-informed care training will equip you with the four major effects of trauma, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. Learn how to get replenished, recharged, and rebalanced for your own self-care to be able to continue to help others in your care. Text the keyword TRAUMA to 38470. This could also help you qualify for your CEUs. That's keyword TRAUMA to 38470. We're all living in the moment, but you never know when life is going to take a unique turn. It doesn't have to be a challenge, but perhaps more of a detour to get where we need to be. On The Sky's the Limit, host Karen Levitt knows that experience, having faced it herself. Learn about her journey from a life-changing event to where she is now. Her guests are amazing people who are living these experiences and overcoming obstacles. Learn from their stories every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into You Are Not Alone. To reach April Joy Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call into 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is Ford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone. How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. Welcome back. You've been listening to You Are Not Alone. And I should also mention for our listeners to get your free downloadable copy of You Are Not Alone with the survival guide to break through your barriers and create your blueprint. All you have to go to do is myjoygen.com or text the keyword joy to 38470. So back with my guest today, Lisa Nichols, I wanted her to explain her four E's uh, process. And for my season, you are not alone listeners out there. You guys know the four step four R's that I go through. First is to recognize 
the rubble that later become roadblocks and barriers to your success, fulfillment, joy, happiness, and healing. And the second step of the R system is respond by creating a recovery plan. Again, this is your blueprint and roadmap to break through those barriers. Third, reevaluate the plan as you rebuild. And fourth, rebalance the relationships that bring meaning and value to you and also the relationship and mindset that you have with yourself. So Lisa, tell our audience, what are the four E's? Well, when you look at the four E's, um, they cover different areas of your life. So enrichment, that's the process of developing yourself. You know, looking at your personal skill set. What do you need to do to create a compelling life and compelling life experiences that you want? How do you make, when you enrich yourself, how do you enrich yourself to the point where you make a life that's not memorable, but you create a life that's unforgettable? And then the second E is enchantment. And enchantment is really, uh, I, I talk about this in, in a part of the book where it's a step-by-step guidelines on how to improve relationships that matter to you, how to attract great relationships that you want to, incur- that you want to experience, and how to empower rocket-boosting relationships, You mean the, the ones that you absolutely want to grow in, um, the ones that empower you and the ones that nurture you. So it looks at the scope of your entire relationship terrain. How do you improve the ones that matter to you but they don't feel good? How do you attract the ones that you really want to have and you really want to experience? And how do you empower the rocket-boosting relationships that grow you, empower you, and nurture you? And then the third E is engagement. And engagement is your work or your career, the thing that you spend the majority of time doing, the thing that you spend the majority of time doing, um, your work, career, business, um, uh, how do you become the, the best investor in creating your own breathtaking life, um, how do you look at the money that you're creating, using it as a platform to create your vision, to live your vision out, how do you use that um, as your platform so how do you make your work engagement, if it's not already a place that you're happy at, how do you do that? How do you shift that? Because you can do some mind shifts and, and achieve a happy workplace if you're not there. But if you're happy, how do you take that to the next level? And then the fourth E is endowment. And most of the time you only hear endowment with the Lawrence Welk Foundation or the McDonald's Corporation or some other, the Disney Foundation. Mm-hmm. But how do you create a life endowment that's not just for the other privileged people, but one that allows you to pursue your work, your family activities, your lifestyle, and your social change in a way that you want to. How do you create a living endowment? How do you create a living endowment with your current income? That's very possible. We never touch it because we don't think it's possible. But once you see that it's possible, you'll begin creating living endowments that are not all monetary. And when you realize that there's non-currency, there's a, there's a non-currency monetary, monetary experience that you're having, and you can create an endowment of that. So those are the four E's, self-enrichment, relationship enchantment, work engagement, and money endowment. Wow. Any practical tools or tips or advice that you use on a daily basis to, you always use this word in quotes, balance all four pillars? Um, Well, actually, I don't. I keep them very separate. I simply give myself three 
uh, three goals in each quadrant every quarter. So every quarter of my life, I'm looking at three things in my area of self-enrichment, three things in my relationships, three things in my work, and three things in my finances that I just get to work on. I give myself 90 days to work on those things, and they're, they're, they're not macro wins. They're mm-hmm. micro wins. So they're not big, lofty goals. They're small, micro goals. They're very achievable goals because the more you achieve your goals, the more belief you have in yourself to achieve your goals. The more mm-hmm. you achieve your goals, the more momentum you build up to achieve your goals. And I'd much rather hit 10 micro goals than to try to reach for three macro goals. You know, So, um, so I set small things in place. Self en- self-enrichment, for example, my quarterly goal this month, this quarter for self-enrichment is to spend uh, six more hours a month doing uh, quiet time, meditation, or yoga. So six additional hours a month in meditation or yoga. That's one of my self-enrichment. Another self-enrichment uh, is to exercise the word no. Just oh, that's no. a full sentence, right? <laughs> exactly. To exercise the word no. Uh, that's one of my goals. And then a third goal for this quarter um, really is to um, to engage in more what I call social experimenting. And social experimenting for Lisa is going out and socializing, not just being business. So going out on dates, uh, going out to jazz festivals, going out to the movies, like things that I don't really do. Um, I do, when I go out to rest, I'm going over to Jamaica. Or I'm going, it, it's always big and it's always, mm-hmm. and I want to, so now I go to the farmer's market. Cause I, cause it's on my goals to just do simple social things that, um, that literally cost $25 or less, by the way. Because it makes me really think of simple, and so that's my personal and my relationship. You know, it was um, having girls' night. I love girls' night. I just never have it. So having one girls' night a quarter, one girls' night a quarter is my goal. I'll keep that on my on my list for the next year, so that I can at least get four in. Uh, and then work and career enchantment. And inside my work, my the goal for my work is to stop working by seven p.m. and to give myself weekends off. So it's not leaning into work because that's the area that I really need to dial back on. Uh, and then money endowment. Uh, I started doing Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey is a great mm-hmm. financial coach, and he's also a good friend of mine. And I started doing Dave Ramsey's financial uh, awareness, financial building, just Fitness, to go back right. and pay attention mm-hmm. to my finances, even though I make what some people call a lot of money. It's not about making a lot of money. It's about learning how to keep it and how to grow it, how to use it, how to make it grow, how to how to create more of a social change with my money. And so I've learned how to make a lot of money. I spent the last 15 years really focused on that. Now I want to know how to keep it, how to grow it, and how to use it to create a social change in the world. And so those are some of my goals and practical things that I do. Wow. Oh, and by the way, just in the money, in the money area, let me give you the very practical thing I did. So I put my credit card away. When I got paid, I pulled out all the money that I thought I'd need for groceries, for gas, for spending money, for my WAM money, W-A-M, walk around money, uh, Mm -hmm. for lending my family money. I pulled all that money out in cash, put my credit card away, and I put each one in a different envelope labeled appropriately. And now I'm going through the month pulling money only from those envelopes to see is what I budgeted really what I need Mm -hmm. because 
by using my credit card, my debit card, it just disappears and I don't see the yeah. money happening. And so that's a very practical thing I did is that I'm giving myself a cash month and Actually, I'm putting my card mm-hmm. somewhere where I don't have access to it. Yeah. Okay. No, thanks for sharing that. I mean, those are easy, practical tools that anybody can implement. But would you say that for some people, I'm sure we all know somebody out there, if it's not a listener yourself, that you're not, you know, easily practicing this equally in each category, some of the symptoms could be or signs that you're feeling depleted or drained or you're compromising in certain areas of your life. Would you say so? I would I would say majority of people are strong in two areas and there's two other areas that are suffering because of it. I, I've I've done studies and surveys on this, so I absolutely agree with you that if you look at your life and I always say put a big T on a piece of paper, a big T, so you have four quadrants, and in one quadrant put self awareness and personal development, another quadrant put your health and wellness. Um, which well, enrichment is your health and wellness as well. And another quadrant put your relationships. Another quadrant put your money, you know, and then put your your um, your uh, work. And the last quadrant. And when you rate yourself on a scale from one to five, you know, two of them will probably be three and above, and two of them will probably be two or below. Um, and that was me for a long time. My health, my health, and my. My health, I would say, and my relationship suffered because my business was going and my, you know, uh, um, I was building business and so everything else suffered. And so, yeah, you, what energy grows where energy goes. Mm-hmm. If you want some, a place in your life to grow, you have to put energy there. You don't look at a plant and expect it to grow because you want it to grow. You know you have to water it. You, that's an agreement that you've made with that plant. And oftentimes we want things to grow, want things to expand. We want our health to be wonderful, but we don't want to give any attention to it. And we are, as a society, as a culture, um, we're so used to using busyness as an excuse. I used it for years. Oh, I yeah. used it for it's years. It's overglorified. Yeah, it's glorified. Oh, my God, I work 10 hours a day, as if that gives us a a reason why not to eat healthy. You know, I worked until 1 in the morning, so the only thing that was available was In-N-Out burgers, you know. So, um, And I lived that conversation. I'm not speaking to anything that I haven't lived through and I haven't had to learn how to master in a different way. And so, yeah, so here's what I'd ask you. Write down how it looks when it all works for you, financially, relationship personal awareness and, uh, and, and self-development-wise, how, how does it look spiritually? Write down how it looks when it all works. And then just sit back and stare at that list and ask yourself, is that, is that outcome worth me doing something different for? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want pa- to force you into a package. Yes, you may say, like, for a long time I wanted, I wanted a Ve- Venus, a Serena Williams set of abs. But it, it was just it, the thought of the work was so hard for me that I, I forfeited on until one day in 2014, I wanted it. I wanted not necessarily her abs. I wanted my abs back. Mm-hmm. I wanted my right. arms back. I wanted my, I wanted my joy that I knew would come with being in the body that I knew I was supposed to be in. And it took me 18 months, but I released 89 pounds. It, it took me 19 years to make the wow. decision. And people always say, oh, it only took you 18 months. No, no, no. It took me 19 years. You had to decide. Years. It mm-hmm. took me 19 years to decide. Then it took me eight months to go get it, 18 months to go get it. Wow. 
All right. With that being said, hopefully that that inspires you guys to the power of your mindset and your thought process and setting goals. So let's go ahead and take our last break and more with Lisa when we come back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Have you experienced trauma or challenges in your life and are wondering what to do next? Get the clarity and direction you need to create the life you've always wanted. Awaken the courage and energy within you to discover who you're truly meant to be. Download the free ebook, You Are Not Alone, and get the survival guide to life's challenges at myjoyagain.com or text the keyword JOY to 38470. Create your blueprint to rise above life's challenges and discover the power inside you. Start smiling again, enjoying life, and feel empowered at myjoyagain.com. Most of us have experienced the loss of a loved one, be it a friend or family member. There are all kinds of questions and emotional pain that we go through, but you can move on. Listen for From Morning to Morning with Rabbi Mel Glazer. It doesn't matter what faith you are, or if you even have no faith, you are sure to find meaning in Rabbi Mel's words and personal experience, as well as that of his guests. From Morning to Morning airs live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You were tuned into You Are Not Alone. To reach April Joy Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call into 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is aprilj.ford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. Welcome back. My guest this week is Lisa Nichols, and we're talking about her latest release, Abundance Now. So just before the break, when Lisa was sharing some of her own personal goals that were tied to her four E's uh, method and system, she said one of them was um, being better at saying no. And I wanted to expand on that a little bit since we talk about that a lot on this show on creating boundaries. So, Lisa, I've shared with my guests what I call the Wonder Woman Syndrome. So there's five things in the Wonder Woman Syndrome. And typically, if they have experienced trauma, they're most likely to fall victim of these five Syndromes, And before I list them out for any new listeners out there, I just want to explain that I love Wonder Woman. So I called it the Wonder Woman syndrome because at first when you see Wonder Woman, all that you can see is her smile and she's probably has everything perfectly together, whether it comes to her finances, her family, and her fitness. But what you don't know about the real Wonder Woman is that the smile came with some heavy and deep scars. So the first out of the five is saying yes to everything. And that reminded me when Lisa said she's practicing on saying no, and that's a complete sentence. The second is not knowing how to ask for help. 
Three is overcompensating in different areas, as we talked about the four E's and her method. Uh, the fourth one is compromising. Maybe you're compromising your own, your own truth and values. And the fifth syndrome is being competitive. And what I have found, Lisa, I don't know if you found this true with the clients that you have coached and work with, that it all boils down to not having healthy boundaries and wanting to just feel uh, validated or connected or maybe trying to prove your own um, self-worthiness? Uh, what, what would you have to say about the five Wonder Woman syndrome? Um, I'd say that I've lived through all of those. <laughs> I'm managing <laughs> them, you know. Um, I think that uh, it's, it's, you know, we're wounded healers. You know, I come from a, a space where I was emotionally and physically abused in a relationship, and so I get um, that that I come from my hurt to help people, you know, and then I have to transcend past the hurt and allow it to live over there and to give it to to be at peace with it, that it is a part of my past, but it is not me. You know, um, it is a situation uh, that I was, I experienced, but it doesn't define me. And that as a wounded healer, I have to give myself permission to set healthy boundaries. I have to give myself permission to not want to rescue 911 everyone. I need to manage my codependency when it rises up. I need to realize that some of the best lessons come after someone has hit the ground. I can't prevent every fall. You know, I have to recognize that other people's lack of planning is not my state of emergency. You know, I just have to really understand that the the definition and the demonstration of loving me, Lisa loving Lisa, comes with saying no. It comes with saying I need to put Lisa first, that I can't serve you from my cup. I need to fill my cup up, and I need to serve you from my overflow that's in my saucer. That took me years to gather and years to learn. I was serving everyone from my cup, especially as my cup got bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, my God. You know, and and one of the greatest gifts I gave myself was not believing the hype when people told me I was invincible and when people told me I was amazing and people told me that, oh, my God, you can do anything. It's like, no, I don't choose to believe that. I'm an ordinary woman choosing every day to make one more extraordinary decision. But I'm an ordinary woman, so guess what? I do need my eight hours sleep. Guess what? I do want to take mm-hmm. a longer shower or get in the tub a little longer. And guess what? I can't always react to your emergency and make it all right. When I gave myself permission to be this ordinary woman choosing every day to make extraordinary decisions and recognizing that the S on my chest is really not true. It's Crayola, Mark. I'm not a superwoman. (laughs) And that every day my S washes off in the shower and I just put it on again in the morning and that my cape is something that has Velcro on it and I could take it off and I could sew up the holes in my cape and I can catch my breath and I can ask a friend for help. When I gave myself permission to not need to be everything for everyone and I stopped trying to prove that I was good enough, I was smart enough, I was wise enough, and I was strong enough, that when I simply set in the fact that I am enough, and there's nothing to prove, nothing to protect, nothing to defend, and nothing to hide, that I could cry in front of someone, and I'm still strong, that I can say no, and I'm still kind, that I can sit down, and I'll still get back up. That when I gave myself permission to live in a constant duality, meaning brilliant and lost, afraid and courageous, giving and boundaries, when that occurred, that's when I can truly dance inside of my joy. 
And that's that's what I call that's what the real Wonder Woman would do is no right say create right. boundaries. Look, that's you know. what the Wonder Woman uh, who who's have have some time under her belt would do. Like, oh, hold on, the twenty six year old Wonder Woman did right. this, but the forty five year old Wonder Woman worked like this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'll create the parameters to say yes and no is a full sentence, like you said, and she has the confidence to value her own worth no matter what someone did to her or what life did to her, and she stands in the divinity of her truth. Absolutely. So in closing, Lisa, where can our audience find out more about what's on the horizon for you and how to get in touch with your latest work? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Um Number one, they can go and get the book at AbundanceNowOnline.com. So the name of the book is Abundance Now. Just add the word online to that, AbundanceNowOnline.com. And even though when you go there, you're going to buy it from the standard retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, I want you to go there because when you go there, I give you a lot of free content, a lot of things that will support the learning around the book um, that I think just creates a 360 experience for you. And then you can always find me on Lisa Nichols' Facebook, uh, my fan page, so Lisa Nichols' fan page, um, where I post everything first on the fan page. And we put a lot out there. I do a lot of live trainings on Facebook Live. Um, matter of fact, you can see something really juicy from just two days ago if you go over there. Really spicy, really awesome. Uh, so if you join me on Lisa Nichols' fan page, as well as going to um, AbundanceNowOnline.com, uh, and allow us to love on you, and we'll ask you a few questions down the line somewhere on how we can best serve you. And uh, our goal is to serve you in personal development, or if you have a message in your belly and you want to get that message out on multiple platforms, and we've kind of learned how to do that as well to help you. Alrighty, everybody. I'm April Joy Ford here on Voice America with You Are Not Alone, and I share my story and this show so others can have their stories and have their glory so others don't have to experience the extremities of what I face but would be able to take the fruit of my adversities and prosper with it. I give my permission to allow people to borrow my belief and faith, and I give my love and light so others can illuminate theirs. I share my joys and blessings so others can share theirs and let others know you are not alone. Remember, there's gold to be discovered in our challenges. Know that you're not alone. Get inspired, uplifted, and empowered every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Pacific, here on Voice America. appreciate you joining us this week for you are not alone each listener is a life and each life matters please tune in for another edition with host april joy ford next tuesday at 7 p.m eastern time 4 p.m pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel